Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And this is Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss, and we have a very special guest with us today. We have the CEO of the NJMEP. For those of you who are not familiar with that, that's the New Jersey Manufacturing Extension Partnership that works in cooperation with the Department of Commerce, helping manufacturers across the state of New Jersey be more competitive and improve both uh, technologically and with uh, education for their employees. So, John, welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Uh, thanks, Tim. Thanks, Lou. Being here. No problem. Welcome having you back again. So, uh, uh, John, tell us uh, what the, uh, the caucus, Manufacturing Caucus, was that you had done within the last day or so. Just a little insight. It's, I think it's a great step for New Jersey and, and the manufacturing and STEM industry sector, uh, Lou. Uh, we used to have one many years ago, but certainly not in the last decade or so. And the focus on manufacturing and STEM have uh, has fallen off the table a bit in the Garden State. So uh, about two years ago, we started working. I think we announced our our efforts on on one of your shows, and we, you know our advisory board uh, made up of 100% New Jersey manufacturers put together uh, a letter that was signed uh, by over 500 companies, C-suite, that basically asked New Jersey legislators for a conversation, and conversation was include areas that were very troubling them. They weren't demanding anything. They just wanted that first step of a conversation. These are areas like workforce development, taxes and fees, DEP and regulation and, and others. Um, that begat the uh, State of the State of New Jersey Manufacturing Program we did in March. In fact, uh, uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio was again there. You know, you know, supporting uh, yes, we were. manufacturing, and that was awesome because that helped raise awareness even further. We we had hundreds of manufacturers and about 65 state legislators attend the two sessions, and from there, um, we, along with uh, NJBIA, the Business and Industry Association, and CIANJ, the Commerce and Industry Association of New Jersey have been able to uh, push forward with a manufacturing caucus. It's bipartisan, has 12 people, and it's it's led by a former manufacturer. Uh, his family owned one for many years, uh, Senator Bob Gordon. And we had our kickoff uh, meeting uh, earlier in the week, and some of us, myself and Dr. Don Sebastian, uh, NJII uh, got the opportunity sent in front of this committee. So the basic topic of conversation once you were all gathered together around the campfire, uh, what those conversations uh, primarily deal with and what was the reaction uh, from the, uh, the political side? 
Well, actually, it was very good. Uh, and I think mainly because uh, Dr. Sebastian and myself, we, we focused on the realities, what the history was, uh, what the present looks like, and what the future is for New Jersey manufacturing. And I think the numbers stunned a lot of the people on the caucus because a lot of, as you know, being a manufacturer yourself, uh, a lot of people drank the Kool-Aid that said the manufacturing is dead. They just forgot to tell all of us, including the 10,552 <laughs> manufacturers in New Jersey. Yeah, there's a lot of myths that float around with uh, all of this uh, manufacturing uh, information that's out there. So when you say they were stunned by the numbers, are you talking about the total number of manufacturers that were are within the state? Yeah, the total number of manufacturers, uh, they spread out. Every district of the 40 districts uh, in New Jersey has significant manufacturing presence. Uh, 360,000 employees that are not only in manufacturing, but state cuts out uh, life sciences, which we don't, because they are manufacturers. Uh, so it's a tremendous impact. And as you well know, I mean, the, the multiplier effect uh, of manufacturing jobs of one leads to at least four others, you know, it becomes an incredible number, you know, when you, when you think of it in that uh, context. Sure. What I find incredible is that they were surprised at the numbers. These are the political people in the state who are working for the people working for manufacturing and they don't know the numbers. Is that the correct statement? Yes, but you know, it's not just New Jersey that has this situation, you know. No. I mean, a lot of states don't get it and sure. and our country doesn't get it, you know. Uh, and and you know, we talk a lot about reshoring and, and I'm all for reshoring, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of companies and they never left. No, let's focus on them first. Um, let's focus on them growing and 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 providing incredible uh, career pathways. But when you talk about the politicians, you know, a lot of them don't come from the technical business world, so they don't have a connection. That's why Senator Gordon, you know, so important to get uh, get on this uh, caucus because he understands the, the realities. Um, but we we tend to think of our politicians that maybe they they put a, you know when they get elected they get a chip in their butt that allows them to know something about everything you know pension funds uh, school funding uh, you know uh, taxes and and that's not the case they're they're no different than a lot of us uh, except that they're very interested in maybe trying to find a way to give back. So I think it's very important that the industry take an active role in letting them know that we're still here and we're doing some great stuff. Sorry, John, what are some of the issues that the manufacturers brought to the table at the Manufacturing Caucus that are problems for them? Well, number one, workforce development. Uh, you know, it's difficult, as you guys well know, to get people to enter the industry because the mantra has been manufacturing is dead. The mantra has been that, you know, you know, manufacturing doesn't need college students, uh, college graduates rather. And, and both of those are absurdly wrong. Um, you know, the industry isn't dead. 
industry is actually growing at this point in time, projected to be number one in the world again in 2020, uh, the United States um, manufacturing industry. But also it's because, uh, you know, yeah, we need degreed people, accountants, uh, you know, technical sales, engineers, managers, need all of those, but we also need the skilled trades. And somehow we look at skilled trades in a downward position in, in the United States. And, and that's kind of uh, short-sighted and foolish because education is education and, and career growth is career growth. And it doesn't matter that you got a degree from uh, a college, you know, that's uh, a communications degree. If you've been trained to be CNC program and operator, the odds are you're, you're gonna do quite well as that operator and, and not necessarily wonderful in your career path uh, with that communications degree, plus you don't have a debt. So that's, that's uh, a big issue. Uh, taxes and fees, uh, you know, and how, uh, how smaller businesses that are manufacturing are treated like larger businesses, and they can't necessarily carry some of those same burdens. It costs a tremendous amount to start up a manufacturing plant, even a small and 15 person facility as compared to any other business you know you're not just buying desks you know or uh, if you're you know right. a deli you know that that has to have equipment but the equipment isn't you know a half million dollars a pop N another right. area is the uh, department of environmental protection uh, you know and some of the fees and and penalties that that come along with the you know simple mistakes if you make a mistake on a piece of paperwork you know basically a typo you know we're working with one company that got a thirty thousand dollar fine for a, a typo and it's not the department wow. of environmental uh, protection's fault that's the law so let's look at the law and the caucus hopefully will be able to do that you know people don't that own manufacturing companies live in the neighborhoods they don't want a dirty environment. They live there. They drink the water. You know, they have gardens in their family. Um, but they do want and need response. So, you know, those are the big three that, uh, you know, were mentioned time and again at, at the uh, caucus hearing. Uh, Tim, I hope that answers your question. Oh, I think that's great. Uh, clearly, this is a, a, a very grassroots event. Now, is this just state legislators or are there any federal uh, uh, people from either the House or the Senate there? Well, in this case, it's it's purely the state uh, legislators to talk about New Jersey, but you know, the reality is they are and we are very connected to the federal as well, and uh, NJMEP spends a lot of time keeping our, uh, our federal delegation involved and up to date on what's happening in the state as well, and and the reality is, is that we have, you know, bipartisan across the board support right now with our federal delegation, and we're proud of that because we think it's it's a reflection on, uh, you know, what we're doing here in the Garden State. And in terms of the response from the legislators, and I think it's excellent that you're working with legislators to say, you know, for instance, the law reads, you make a typo, it costs you this. 
what's their response? Are they on board? Uh, are they excited about you know how to, that they're getting information that is useful to them in either passing or modifying law? Yeah, well, I think you know it's just like kids choosing career paths, uh, Tim. You know, you have to have the exposure, and part of what our our job is in this in this caucus is to expose the legislators to the realities of the industry and the, and and get them out to see them and meet with them. You know, one of the problems that exists is that for some reason manufacturers and engineers and STEM people they tend not to be you know guys that are pushy in business uh, you know modes you know the men and women right. that own and run these companies they they take a back seat sometimes and it's not the time for that we've we've got to speak up and show that you know we're here we're important uh, you know and the downside of manufacturing leaving a state like New Jersey or anywhere uh, is a disaster for that state. And we're not going to let it happen in Jersey. Yeah, it's often a disaster for the local community as well. Exactly. Uh, John? John? Yes, sir. The part of the part of, uh, I think part of the problem is not only here in New Jersey, but elsewhere is that, and you're right about manufacturing, these people are uh, very much involved in running their business and they're not as connected to the manufacturing industry as, as a whole, except for organizations such as yourself and others. Whatever happened, and, and this is, I think this is really very important, whatever happened to the the old-fashioned public service announcements that they used to do on radio and television to educate the people uh, that this is what's going on, this is what the government is doing, this is what manufacturing organizations are doing. You have to educate, re-educate the people. What about the parents who don't know, understand the career path methodology for their kids? Uh, I remember we did the uh, Maker's Day on that Saturday uh, in the state of New Jersey, 300 libraries uh, had uh, displays and kids creating projects and their parents were there. And that was terrific. And actually we were at one of the events and uh, we had called in the press to, why don't you come on down and see what's going on? And uh, they said, well, if it's a slow news day, we will. Meanwhile, they didn't show and there were 80,000 people that were involved at 300 libraries throughout the state, and it never made mainstream media, and, and I think it's a disgrace. And public service announcements uh, served a purpose at that time. You know, it's all well and good that you're here on our show and we're helping uh, to get the message out, um, but there are greater forces out there that can even do more. That's a good point, uh, Lou, because that is actually there was actually five uh, main comments in the uh, at the state of the state. We focused on the top three because that was it. One of them was just what you're speaking of. Uh, why isn't there any more, um, 
you know, whether it's public service announcements. I mean, I get on my TV, I hear about New York, I hear about Michigan, I hear about Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, but I don't see anything about, you know, New Jersey and why why it's a good place and why, the you know, the technology is above all or, you know. And, and that was something that we did, you know, bring up. And, you know, we've been told in the past that, you know, well, that costs money, and I, I get that, but I think it costs more money if you have Pennsylvania, you know, stealing five or ten companies over our western border because uh, because there isn't anything for, uh, you know, them to hear except about Pennsylvania and the value there. Uh, the, la- the last uh, portion that was there, it, it ties in with that, Lou. Um, you know, EDA and Choose New Jersey are two wonderful groups, and they really work hard for the state of New Jersey. But one of them focuses more on bringing in companies, so we're investing a lot of money into companies coming in. And that's super, except there's nothing there for the companies that exist here and are growing here. EDA sometimes, uh, more often than not, focuses on a geographical map in New Jersey that only supports the inner cities. And, and I'm all for you know supporting the inner cities, but that doesn't mean that's where the manufacturers are. You know, in New Jersey, manufacturers are all across the, the state and not necessarily in those spaces. So, you know, we've got to look at how we're spending our money in these this regard and, and where it can be better spent. So you're 100% correct. I mean, we need to if it's just me and the two of you guys whistling in the wind, uh, not many things are going to happen. But uh, you add our voice to, you know, 100, 1,000 more, it's a change. You know, I, I just came back last week. I was at the uh, Connecticut Conference Center in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, where they had the uh, WIM, Women in Manufacturing, annual, the 7th Annual Conference. And we interviewed one of the women there about uh, an educational program. Um, and, and without me going through the whole process, uh, the state, they appealed to the state, and the state uh, donated $20 million to the program because they realized how important it was. And that program went on for a year, and the, they got to the feds. And the feds saw the numbers and the stats, and they saw how successful it, that it was. And they came up with $15 million. So, you know, if you've got the right people leaning on the right people, there is money out there. Maybe not since all the hurricanes, but uh, there are people out there that can be reached and tapped for uh, money so that you can do these kinds of programs. Get your message out and pay for it, and educate the masses. That's part of the problem that we have in this country, is that you know, we have the government running the government, and all they care about is the next election, and the people are being suckered uh, into believing what they hear, and nothing's getting done. I mean, look at Congress, and I won't even go into what to look at, just turn on CNN, and. MSNBC and Fox, and uh, nothing's happening in Washington. And that's where it all starts. 
they're, they're all dragging their... Uh, John, what's the future? What's the future for the manufacturing caucus? How regularly do you plan to meet, and are you going to have some kind of uh, tracking mechanism to see? And I, I'm sure you are. NJMEP has got a lot of great tools that they use with their manufacturers. I'm sure you're going to measure results. What's What's the future look like for the manufacturing caucus? Well, you know, like I said we're it's a newbie uh, structure, but. You know, we're looking forward to being able to, you know, connect them with the industry, make suggestions towards bills and bill changes, uh, adaptations to, uh, you know, educational opportunities, to grant opportunities, uh, and, and so forth. Uh, maybe a redistribution of, you know, some of the EDA so that it's not just, you know, the, the cities alone that are getting the advantage it's uh, you know a company that's in Parsippany or in Moorestown or something else so, you know we need we need all of those jobs and we need all of those pathways you know New Jersey is a great place to live it really is and a lot of people pick on New Jersey and I always laugh them off and I tell them three things you can top New Jersey and these three things you can say whatever you want and those three things are per capita income, home value, and education. And we're way in the top three with all of those. And I'm very proud of that. Where we're on the low stand is on property taxes. We're on the low stand when it comes to um, business friendly. And I, but I do think that's changeable and repairable. Uh, but we have to be aware. You have to be exposed to it. And you can't treat businesses, and this is what drives me crazy with so much of the talk, you know, when they say a millionaire's tax uh, or, you know, well, we have to tax the rich, we have to do this. And it scares me when we start, you know, focusing on people just because they happen to have uh, done well for themselves for whatever reason. But a lot of them could be self-made because... And then we're looking at a ever-diminishing source to grow things, and, and we need not to have that. We're in this together. We're all citizens. We're all uh, part of this government, as I think you said earlier, Tim. Um, and if we don't do that, uh, then we're set up to fail because, you know, Lou, to your point, nothing is happening. And I think that's by design, unfortunately. Uh, and I, I could be 100% wrong. I'm a good engineer, not a good politician. But, uh, you know, we, when you have, when you force presidents to govern by executive order, then nothing really gets fixed. And we need to fix things. You know, whether it's health care, you know, whether it's taxation, uh, whether it's education, we need to fix these things so they provide for our children and grandchildren. And right now we're just kicking everything down the line and eventually, you know, when we're 20, 21 trillion in debt, I look at it that somebody someday is gonna ask for their money. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, Tim, but I, I don't have it on me. So, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, you'll be pleased to know that Puerto Rico filed bankruptcy in May to the tune of $70 billion, which is now going to be probably doubled by the, the 
events of the last few days. Uh, there are things that need to be done to help people instead of just worrying about the next election and worrying about whether I'm going to win over my competitor. And that's what politics has come down to today. Uh, I'm not sure how much of the political uh, arena is really to help the people or is it to help their election. And uh, I, I hate to pick on the, the politicos uh, all the time, but what are they doing? What are they getting? I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I remember when I was a kid, stuff got done. Nothing gets done today. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, just like the manufacturers have to take, you know, a role, an active role, and stand up and be heard, you know, so do we as citizens. And if we continue to go in and vote for the same exact people uh, every time, and we think that's supporting change, well, it's not. Um, you know, we need to we need to be active, and we need to. I'm not talking about throwing bottles or setting things on fire, but I think we need to be heard. And you know, that's to me what's so important about what you guys do, or you know, uh, with the uh, manufacturing talk radio. You went out on a limb and you took a chance to be heard about an industry that's near and dear to your heart. That 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 speaks volumes to me, you know. And that's some of the things that we're trying to emulate here at NJMEP to, yes, we have a role to support these manufacturers when it comes to their, you know, their process or their business growth or their Lean Six Sigma or ISO certification. But I think we also have a responsibility to advocate for the industry to help them help themselves. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's the bottom line. And, and you know what? I, I can't change everything, but I'm going to change my part of the world. Let me ask you know, a question. We love your... Uh, oh, go ahead, Lou. Uh, what was the end result of the Manufacturing Caucus? What was accomplished? What's the action plan uh, that you got from the participants uh, that were there? Well, th that's what the, this initial meeting uh, was a fact-finding meeting them they are going to put together an action plan they're going to schedule you know regularly scheduled meetings discussions on uh, on bills and and other uh, you know ordinances they are going to be involved with the uh, with the industry they'll be at manufacturing day uh, you know doing a, a panel for uh, the manufacturers you know in Jersey they're gonna you know be active in going on on facility tours. I, I think that's the one greatest tool uh, that the industry has. When when somebody goes into a, a well-run plant, so many of them are, um, you're, you're stunned by the, the amazing brain power that put this together. You know, it's not a, not a guy leaning over a machine, sweating with uh, grease on his hands and a dimly lit room. You know, it's and a lot of times it's people in white medical coats working on equipment that is all computerized and computer-driven. Uh, and I think that that's a tremendous exposure to what manufacturing today looks like. You know, not unlike what somebody must have had the first time somebody pulled up with an electric drill and said, holy crap, look at this thing. You know, 
<laughs> it all starts somewhere. But, you know, it's interesting, uh, and again, I bring up the, the WIM conference that I went to, and we did speak to some of the politicos up there, and they've really taken the bull by the horns and dragged the state into it, and they, they really appreciate it. They got a lot of money. They got the federal money, and they have a 100% success rate on kids that went through certain educational programs uh, that you don't hear anywhere else where you have a 100% uh, success rate. Um, you, you don't hear it. I mean, it, it, but up there, it's in the news. Uh, their local uh, media people are reporting. There were media people at this particular event. Uh, we tried two years ago uh, when we went to Manufacturing Day uh, that we participated. You were there. Uh, we tried to get uh, one or two stations to come down to that event, and they didn't do it. Um, it's, there's, a, there's a tremendous indifference, and I think that also the parents are needed to be educated uh, through the counselors and schools and realize that there's uh, other methodology to success rather than going to college, not graduating, because 40% don't, and have a $200,000 uh, debt, and then your, your kid comes home and lives with mommy and daddy. Um, there are things that the media, the mass media, could do to help people. And maybe the orgs should be going and sitting down not only with the, the caucuses and the political people, but maybe you should be sitting down with the media, have a, uh, an event for the local media, and tell them what you're trying to do, and that they've got a responsibility. And not to stop reporting about all the murders in Newark, which only turn people off, uh, you know, do your crime hunting and arresting and so on, but let's talk about some of the great stuff in New Jersey. Don't get me started, because I can I can go on for an hour. <laughs> well, John, we appreciate you being with Manufacturing Talk Radio, and I love the grassroots effort you're putting together here to get the manufacturing voice heard by the politicians in the state. Uh, do you know when the next meeting of the Manufacturing Caucus is scheduled to be? Oh, actually, they're going to be at the... Uh both uh, Manufacturing Day on, on October 6th, and then they're going to be at a CNA, CIA and J uh, Summit on Manufacturing on the 12th. Uh, and then by that time, they're going to come out with meetings, okay. et cetera. Well, John, okay. if, you, if you wish, and... Uh, you're gonna. You would have to spearhead this, but if uh, you want us involved at that time when they come out with those uh, plans, uh, we would be happy to uh, record video and get it out on the air, and perhaps uh, get another uh, media, New Jersey uh, station, NewJersey.com, uh, and get them there. I mean, they do everything New Jersey, but they don't do. Manufacturing. So, uh, you know, perhaps we could talk with them. Maybe you should be talking with them. Uh, maybe the political should be 
talking with them to help get this message of, of action that is trying to be done. And uh, uh, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, Tim and I are here ready, willing, and able to help in any way that you may come up with. I appreciate that, Lou. Yeah, you guys are always in our our thought process. And we are actually making some gains over the last couple of years with other media that they're actually right. picking up out and they're actually you know, pushing this. And uh, so we uh, look forward to seeing you guys at Manufacturing Day. We'll be there. We will be there. Thanks Thank for being with us, John. All right, guys. Have a good day. You too. And we've been we've been speaking with John Kennedy, who's the CEO of the NJMEP, that's the New Jersey Manufacturing Extension Partnership. For those of you who are going to attend their October 6th event, it's a Friday. It'll be held at the Bridgewater Marriott from 7.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. So we suggest that you get to the njmep.org website and check that out. Get registered for the event, and we look forward to seeing all the manufacturers there that will be attending. Lou, anything else before we wrap up the show? I just wanted to mention that we'll be there. We'll have our booth set up, and if anybody who will be attending uh, wants to put their two cents in and uh, get on the air with us and talk about the topics that uh, John has just talked about, or any of the politicos that are on the Manufacturing Caucus, uh, it's an open invitation to come over to our booth. You can't miss us. We're the, the guys with the yellow... Very true. And Lou, we'll see you there, and we look forward to everyone visiting us at mfgtalkradio.com, where all of our shows are stored, and all of the news articles that you'd like to read about manufacturing and the newest and greatest are also posted. So stay tuned to Manufacturing Talk Radio, and we'll be back on the air next Tuesday with our regular show. This one is going to be launched as a special sometime in the next 24 hours. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.